And now, here's your host of Shaping Success, Wes Tankersley. Boom, boom, boom. What is up, everyone? Welcome to Shaping Success Morning Coffee. Morning Coffee. Here we go. Hey, I got a couple sponsor reads here real quick before we get started. Um, if you are looking for a refinance, which I'm going to tell you right now, interest rates are going down really low because, uh, well, they are. Give my friend Sean Loveland a call at Castle Cook Mortgage right now. Um, he gets quick quotes, great advice, full and standard and unique loan options, including payment assistance. Make Sean a must when considering buying or refinancing. Give Sean a call today, 28447-7205. Sean is who I will be using to refinance my house here pretty quick because it's almost there. Interest rates are dropping. Um, you know, when we when we bought our house, we had a pretty high interest rate. Um, around seven and a half percent right now. They're down. He can get me at six and a half, but I want to see if we can get her a little bit lower. Also, new sponsor to the show, Magic Mind. Um, we have I have been using Magic Mind for a while now. They sent me a couple of these, or not a couple of these, actually like a twelve pack of these energy shots that are um, made with matcha, and then they have lines made in them, things like that. Really cool um, stuff. Helps you get that energy you're looking for. And you know, what's really cool about it is I got my morning coffee here and I'm going to drink this with my morning coffee because, um, man, I'm tired. Really cool thing about this is, is if you order some right now, they're giving you, they're using my code shaping success 20. And this is only through January, but you can get one month for free when subscribing for three months on their website. That's shaping success 20 is the code you want to use. So, very cool to get a couple sponsors. Um, the tough thing about sponsors is always saying things the way they want to say it, that you they want you to say it. So hopefully we get this figured out uh, pretty soon. But cheers, it is Monday the 15th, and uh, I was just putting in an episode. Oh, there's actually going to be a, oh a regular interview episode with Robert Watson today. So Robert Watson and I have started doing Wednesday. Uh, he's been joining me on the Wednesday morning coffee. He's got a book called RS Victorious coming out and we've been breaking that down, which it's really cool because it goes hand in hand with what we do here at Shaping Success and what we're trying to do. Uh, for those of you joining here on YouTube, thanks for hanging out. Nikki, I see you. Um, looks like we've got a couple of people hanging out there. Um, if you are on TikTok, you can always subscribe to YouTube and get in on the conversation over here. I am watching you kind of going back and forth between the two, but um, I'm trying to get the YouTube where people will hop on there. This is a morning type show. Um, I've been doing it for, man, I think it's over 30 episodes now. So I've been doing it for quite a while, Monday through Friday, five o'clock mountain time, um, which is four Pacific. So everyone's probably still in bed on four, but at four, but if you're joining on TikTok, Please tap the screen. Please share this. Help get people in here so we can keep this thing going. Um, today, I was thinking about something. I was talking to a friend of mine. He's not in here right now, but he was uh, the Minute of the House podcast. And he was getting ready to go to a concert last week. Um, really cool. He got to hang out with him, sit backstage with the band, all that stuff. And, and we were talking back and forth on Instagram about it. And he brought up this thing to me. Um, and he was talking about like for Christmas, it was a gift that he got was to go to this concert and sit in the back and, um, you know, be backstage with him, hang out with the band and a bunch of other things. And it was really cool for him. And I started thinking about it and started talking about how experiences 
versus like physical gifts. Gosh, dang it, I bumped my mic. Bad mic discipline. Um, experiences against um, monetary things like shoes, uh, cars, houses, things like that. And I wanted to challenge you to kind of think about that. Okay. And it's funny because a couple of years ago, I got, um, man, it's been more than a couple of years ago. It's about five years ago. My wife bought me tickets to go see Weezer, right? And this is along the thing that Richard going to the concert or whatever. But my, my, my wife bought me tickets to go see Weezer. I've listened to Weezer for a very long time. Really cool band. You like them, you love them. You don't. Who cares? Think of the band that you like, you love, you want to be at their concert or whatever. And think about those experiences that you have had. Now, I want you to think about, you know, what did you get for Christmas five years ago? Can you remember that? <laughs> I can't. I'm sure I got like a pair of shoes because I always want shoes. Um, I'm sure I got like some clothes or something, but I cannot remember for the life of me what I got for Christmas five years ago. But I can remember sitting in that concert watching Rivers Cuomo on a boat rolling around the Idaho Center singing. And, and that is crazy. So do we value those experiences more than we do monetary things or physical things, right? The connection. And so a lot of times we get lost in the fact that we don't do that anymore. And I, I have... I realized like this weekend when I was out with my daughter. So it snowed here, right? We got a huge snowstorm. Not huge. I mean, we got a big snowstorm. It snowed in, in Idaho and more places. And there's a lot of people who got a lot more snow than we did. But we got like six to eight inches, um, depending on like where you're standing on the property. And there was a lot of snow. And I started to think about it. I went outside and I started shoveling the snow yesterday, which was a hassle. I should have been like, I should have shoveled it the night before and got started on it so that it wasn't as bad as what it was, but it's like, it's freezing cold outside. I'm not going to go do it. Normally I would, and I will start doing that more. I also realize that I need to get a snow plow for my four, my four wheeler. I actually need one. Um, because our driveway is big, long driveway and you can't shovel it with a, with a shovel. So we get more than what we got. We'd be, we'd be in trouble. Luckily, thank, thankfully my neighbor next door, Rolled up as I was shoveling my driveway, which is concrete. You know, you get the concrete shoveled part out in front of the garage. But all the gravel part, not so much. Neighbor rolls over and says, hey, would you like me to do that for you? And we had a really good conversation and talked about that and stuff like that. And then he plowed my driveway for me. So it was kind of nice um, because he's got one for his four-wheeler. I need to get one. But anyway, I got done with that. And when I was done, I was tired cold and I went inside my wife's like the kids have been dying to go play in the snow they've been waiting for you to finish this and I was like oh, I don't want to do it but I did it so I went outside I warmed up the four-wheeler because I was thinking you know I remember doing some stuff when I was a kid um getting hauled around on the snow snow on the on a behind a snowmobile actually which I don't have a snowmobile and nor will I ever have one because I'm can't afford it. Um, maybe one day, but I just don't have the desire to be going out and playing in the snow all the time. But my kids were able to, you know, kind of, we, I took this tie strap and I hooked it to the back of the four wheeler. And then we grabbed a little sled that they have 
which we're figuring out that's not quite going to work. And so my wife, not that, who knows, we're supposed to get a little more snow, but my wife ordered a tube that would be easier to pull behind there because my daughter kept falling off, <laughs> which was interesting because I was thinking about it and how it worked. And, and as we were doing it, cause we did it like five or six times around the property. I've got this little loop I can go around. We have three acres and, um, I was cruising around hauling her on the, um, on the little sled. And I kept telling her cause she kept letting go and she kept falling off and she kept trying. I'm like, you got to do this. You got to do that. And I was getting angry because she kept falling off. And then I started to think about it and I'm like, she doesn't know how to do this. And these are not experiences that she's had before. And, um, you know, I told her one time I was like, oh, we're done. This is the last one because I'm, I can't do this anymore. It's driving me crazy because I told you to hang on. You're not hanging on. You keep falling off. You keep having a fit about falling off. If you can't have a good attitude about it, then, you know, whatever. And I went back and forth. And then every time we did it, it started getting better. And I kept going, oh, okay, one more time, one more time. Well, what I was realizing is that she doesn't understand how it works. And I do. And I'm 43 and she's 10. And she doesn't really get it. And I'm like, all right, here's what we need to do. So I started problem solving in my head and working with her and trying to figure out how she could stay on there. And then we ended up getting it. But it was like, snow's a weird deal, all right? So the first time we tried it, we were sitting on an inner tube that pulling through powdery snow, which is going to take forever. And you think about a ski run, if you've ever been on a ski, ski hill, typically it's groomed. But if you go through powder, it's much harder to go through or it's a little bit different experience. And they pack the snow down on a groomed hill so that it's easier to ski down and you glide a little bit easier and whatever. So basically what we're doing is we're packing the snow down as we go. And so the first time around, we had to make a path and we got the path. And then I started to talk to her about, well, here's what you need to do because where the tire tracks are is an easier place to stay because it's already been packed down by the tires. But in the middle, you got these two tire tracks and you got this swell of snow in the middle. And you can't stay on that because it's powdery and you're in this little sled and you're trying to steer a little bit better. So if you get in that tire path and I'm going to stay in the tire, I'm going to keep my four-wheeler on those tracks, then it'll be better for you as you go around there. So first time was a little rough. She fell five or six times. Second time around, she fell like three. Third time, and she's not falling. She's just letting go and kind of tipping over and I'd have to stop. And, and it was funny because every time she, that happened, you could see where we're trying to build this track and she's, she's like pushed the snow out. And so anyway, we kept going. And then finally she was able to get to a point where I think she fell twice the last time. And when we go again, she's going to just do better and better. But those experiences that gain, we gained um, yesterday I'll never forget dragging her around on that. I mean, I may someday, but I'm going to remember going out and doing that with her. I'm not going to remember what she gave me for Christmas. I'm not going to remember those types of things. And that's, that's the tough part is learning through those experiences and thinking about those things. And, you know, I'm, I'm lucky that, thank you, Hal. I appreciate that. I'm lucky that I have this opportunity to be able to do that. And I'm working on in my own head trying to be a better father because I feel like I've always been, it's always been hard for me because I feel like I got it. But then as I think back in some of the experiences that I've had, I didn't always get it. 
you know, I didn't always get it. I remember learning how to ski. I remember learning how to wakeboard, which I'll tell you what, when I was 13 years old, learning how to wakeboard was a lot better than when I was in my 20s when I couldn't get my, or not wakeboard, kneeboard. Um, if you've ever been kneeboarding behind a boat. Um, it's interesting how you have to do it and you have to be strong and you have to be willing to just keep going because it's hard to get up the first time. So I remember my friend's dad having the patience with me in order to allow me to be able to get to do something that I didn't know how to do and gave me that experience. And I remember doing that. And it was really cool. I mean, for me, what happened was, you know, I had these friends that would take me on trips with them. And um, yeah, water skiing. I de- so he actually helped me. I learned how to water ski on that trip as well. But they took me up into, we lived in Ontario, Oregon. They took me up to Brownlee Reservoir, which was, I don't know, probably about an hour away. And we stayed in this place called the Mountain Man Lodge, which I'm almost positive is probably not around anymore. But it was really cool. Like we stayed in this thing. It had a bunch of different rooms. And so like we stayed in a room. We had this bunk. We had our own whatever. And then we'd go out during the day. They had a big dock out there. But we'd go out during the day and cruise around on the boat and water ski and um, kneeboard. And kneeboarding is one of those things that you have to learn how to do. Like getting up in the water. Like you can either pull off the shore and be no problem. You're already on your knees or whatever. But a kneeboard is kind of like a half a surfboard with little knee pads in the middle of it. So you would, you basically have a strap up there. You you stick your elbows in the knee pad hole. And then as, as they're pulling you up or as they're pulling you, you've got to bunch up until you get your knees onto the board. And you've got, this is all while you have the toe, toe rope in your hand. And then when you get your knees up, you get up, strap yourself in over your knees, and then you can glide on the water and it took a few times and I just realized that people were a lot more patient with me than I have been with my own kids and I need to work on that so he was patient enough with me I figured it out I got it done and I have to do that but valuing that experience yesterday was interesting and it's a great topic to think about because there's a lot of things that we have in this life that were handed to us and we just don't pay attention to it until later. So I definitely value experiences more than I value monetary things. As a matter of fact, this year for Christmas, it was like, my wife's like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want anything. I mean, I just don't. And upon reflecting on that, I just realized that I need to make, it needs to be more about experiences than it needs to be about what is handed to us because we get gifts throughout the year and they're not even gifts. It's just like we buy those things that we used to just like give each other at Christmas and it's nuts. So looking through some of the comments here, you know, Nikki says that experiences don't have to cost a thing. They really don't. It's a memory that you make with someone. So, um, yeah, it's crazy, but that's kind of where we're at today. That's kind of what I was thinking about. Um, I want you to think about those experiences that you have had and what is more meaningful. And um, I want to say thank you to Richard for giving us this idea. It's pretty crazy. Melinda says, experiences are priceless. Thanks for joining us on YouTube. 
There really are. There are really things that you, I don't know. I feel like people probably value that more than, because you can't get back, you know, like, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at this. I don't know. You got like, I have all these things in here for my studio and it's like, they're there and I see them. But a lot of them, a lot of the things that I have in here remind me of experiences that I had um, as well, which is kind of cool because I can look back here and I can see this Brandon Crawford bobblehead that I tra traded for a hundred pence bobblehead. But when I was there, that was my son's first Giants game. And I also, I need to go find his hat. Now that reminds me because <laughs> it was really cool. We go to the Giants game. It's his very first Giants game. And we walk in there and I was like, I'm going to go get him a hat or something, you know, cause he doesn't have one and they pull out the hat and it says on it, it says my first giants game or my first giants hat or whatever on the sticker. So it's really cool. Um, but that's, you know, you remember that stuff. So same thing with my daughter. I'm going to remember out here. It was also cool because I was holding my son on the four wheeler. He's laughing. He thinks it's a good time. He loves riding on that. And, um, yeah, things you won't forget. So enjoy those experiences. That is all I got for you today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of Morning Coffee. Super cool to think about that. Um, thank you to our subscribers, my two Patreons, Nikki and Anna. If you guys want to join Patreon for as little as $3 a month, you can join Patreon. Go to westankersley.com and you can click on the Patreon icon. Get in there, join that. You get some... Um, some gifts and things like that. Some we do some extra episodes that you will not see. Like if I do an interview with someone, I'm going to throw that in there. I'm also going to start recording some um, bonus episodes that you can listen to, and only you'll be you'll be the only one who gets to hear those on Patreon. Also, we have our sub TikTok subbers. We appreciate you. Um, that is Twisted D, Tanya Sue. Thank you for subscribing. Michelle, and Nikki, the bacon lover. Till next time, I challenge you guys to find the shape of your success. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you tomorrow.